If you are in Sydney or Melbourne, listen up because we have some exciting news for you. Listen. Yeah, listen. Saturday, July. (laughs) Melbourne, we are doing Do Go On The Quiz Show live one night only or one afternoon only. Part of the Replay Festival at Comedy Republic on Saturday, July 6th at 3pm. This is 2024. And then the next weekend in Sydney, we are going up for a live Do Go On podcast at the fabulous Ritz Cinema on Saturday, July 13th at 3pm. Also 2024. Yeah, 2024. Yeah. Listen. 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 And get tickets. Buy tickets. Tickets at dogoonpod.com. Let's do it! Yeah! Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. This week's episode of Do Go On is brought to you by our upcoming Ireland and UK tour. (laughs) It's coming up so quick. Sorry, our our UK and Ireland tour. (laughs) Tour. (laughs) Tour. I want to go. Right, Al Pacino. Tua! It's fun. Well, you can tell we're going to be keeping each other company on the plane because this time next week we will be in the air flying to Dublin. Oh. Cannot wait. I've so got to start packing. Where are the places people need to know? So we're starting with Dublin and we're doing a uh, podcast which is almost sold out. We've just added a stand-up show beforehand. We see all three of us do stand-up for one ticket price if you want to see that at the Sugar Club. Then we go over to Glasgow. We're down to Leeds, then we do Bristol, which is sold out, London, two shows, first one sold out, second one nearly there, and final show in Birmingham. Mm. Ah, sick. And in London also I'm doing a stand-up show solo for an hour at the Bill Murray on the 7th, and there is a handful of tickets left available for that. That's a Saturday That's fun day. Saturday fun day, as, as we always say here. Yes, if you don't get that, you're probably not Australian, right? <laughs> right? Yep. All right, right? <laughs> That's great. Anyway, I guess we should get on with the show. Uh, buy tickets to all the shows at dogoonpod.com. Or mattstuartcomedy.com slash gigs. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Welcome to another episode of Do Go On. My name is Dave Warnicky. I'm sitting here with my two co-hosts, my two chums, Matt Stewart and Jess Perkins. Hi, Hi. chums. Hello, chum one and chum two. Oh, who's number two? Uh, you know. If I'm, you have to ask, yeah. you know. I'm, I'm chum two. I'm <laughs> chum hum, the sort of fake Google from the Good Wife series. That's what they called Google in the Good Wife universe. Chum hum. <laughs> it's a real thing. What? Do I, do I have a writer's room on that show or...? <laughs> Why couldn't they just say Google? I don't know. 
I guess chum they, hum. Well, they had. I'll just chum hum it. They had like a, the one. There was this character who would come and go all the time. He was the head of chum hum. You know, he was a cool tech guy. He wore a blazer but a hoodie underneath. Incredible chum hum. Chum hum. I've never hated anything more. I could think of a better fake tech company. I could think of ten. Their logos are. All right, I'm, okay. All right, here we go. Die. Ten. Here we go. Give us a few. <laughs> I said it. I was like, I didn't even see the I know, and I was like, I got away with it. <laughs> <laughs> I can think of 10. Fuck it, 25. No. <laughs> 10 uh, fake Googles that are better than Chum Hum. In any order. I'm not even going to start you at 10. And Microphone. <laughs> Blue pen. <laughs> These are actually better. <laughs> Chum Hum, it sucks. Headphone. Jack. Who? I'm sorry. Who, who's, Whose game is we playing? Uh, <laughs> I was just thinking of a new one. Jack. Jack. You got All a right. jack.com. Yeah. That sounds pretty good. You got a jacket. Yeah, Jack. Jack it off. Give me a sec. I'm not 100% sure on the answer of that. Let me jack it. Jack it. Yes, I'm feeling lucky. Luke. <laughs> well, I wasn't going to come out, but instead I'm just going to stay home and jack it all night long. I just want to get a bit of knowledge in a bit, you know what I mean? Carpet tile. Oh, that sounds good. Dave Warnicky. <laughs> com. I mean, that website does exist. Six pack. Oh, hello. Are you um, looking at, you're looking at my again? midriff? <laughs> <laughs> all these. Oh, the beers. These Chum yeah. Hum is a better name for a beer than I'm a I'm up website. to seven. Okay, everyone shut the fuck up. All right, look around the room. Um, Not that you're inspired by things in the room. Magnet. Um, magnet? Yeah, this cap has a magnetic magnet? quick yeah. stove Magnet's cap. Magnet's good. Yeah, That's like better magnet. than Chum Hum. I've got a magnet. Ma- maggot. Magnet. Yeah, magnet's cool. Magnet. Magnet. Um, uh, yeah, magnet shit. Dial. Okay. That's good as well. Dial. It is good. Dial.com. Dial it. And, oh, dial it. Um, it's dial up. Dial before you Light do. switch. Okay. There you go. That's ten. Flick it. To All search. better than Chum Hum. I really like Chum Hum. I don't know what it is about it. I, I it took me a while. There's like nine seasons. I watched it all uh, earlier in the year. Oh, I know. And I thought I talked to you about it all the time. Extensively. That was the, one of my weirdest addictions I've ever had. <laughs> it was like, a, and I woke up the next day I'm like, what? What happened? <laughs> yeah, but is it one of those things where you just get really sucked in? Because yeah, I'm, I think so. I'm rewatching New Girl, which is a fine sitcom, but I'm like, it's distracting me from my work because I was like, I must continue watching maybe i'm just just one more yeah one more zooey show <laughs> yeah just, just one more chum yeah hum anyway should i uh get us on to this week's topic please now if we were to type do go on into chum hum how would that website explain what we do here i'll fill this one thank I you think, um chum let me chum hum it i well okay let's see what's come up here on chum hum um it's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. It's so, and it's not a comedy, is it? That's it's yuck. No, it. it's not. It's a presidential but political thriller. It is humorous. Thriller. It is humorous. Oh, I there's don't know. drama. There's romance. It's got a bit of everything. I can see why you fell for it. I don't know if there's humor, to be honest. I didn't laugh once. <laughs> Chum hum. Yeah. <laughs> Mate, come on. Yeah, I didn't get up to that bit. So, the way this show works is the three of us, obvious friends, <laughs> one of us uh, researches a topic, the other two don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. This week, I'm the one who's researched the topic. And to get us onto the topic, I'm going to ask a question. The question this week is, which shapely town in America was terrorized by a mysterious letter writer in the 70s and beyond? Shapely. Mm. What does that mean? That's just a clever little clue. Something flat? No. Um, That's a... Think classic shapes. Circle. Rhombus. Circle? Yes, and it's a town. Town circle. Circle town. So close. Circleville. Cir- yes. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. I did all the work. Um, I was also saying dumb things that came into my mind, and I got it right. I chum-hummed it the whole way. 
Circleville. Circleville. Yes. So it's uh, this. I will probably call it the Circleville Letters Mystery. Ooh, or something like that. Ooh, that's, catchy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, mystery oh. of the letters. All right, let me workshop it. But yeah, if you're looking at the title on your app and it's changed, we workshopped it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's something different. There was a group message about that. <laughs> Uh, so this one's been suggested by quite a few people. I put it up for the vote a few times, and it came second so many times. So I've been, I've got a free choice this week, so I ended up just picking up myself. Nice. So I've never heard of it. I'm really excited. It's been suggested by Bikindi in Ohio, and Circleville is in Ohio. Oh, oh second favorite state. Followed only. Well, it follows only Vermont. <laughs> Connor Jamison has also suggested it. Uh, in brackets, he's written pronounced. Uh, <laughs> Jay Mison, Matt always gets it bloody wrong. Bracket. I was just as soon as you said his name, I was like, "This is the one that uh, Matt always gets wrong." So it's Jamison. Yeah, Jay Mison, Jay Mison, Connor Jay Mison. Where's he from? Uh, he's from LA, La La Land. Oh, la 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 city la, of stars. La la la, long long long. Come on, don't remember you always. We've, done, oh, we've yeah, sung that a, song before and the lyrics a bit of a are wrong creepy. Song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you get to one lyric and go, oh. Um, Amanda Barnett from New York. Andrew Maple from Circleville, Ohio. Oh. Ohio. <laughs> Aaron Wolf from Daytona Beach. <gasps> Broderick Henry from Tennessee. And Tommy Highland also from Ohio. Oh, so many suggestions. It must be good. Have you heard of it, Jess? Uh, yes. Great, no further questions. Thank you. <laughs> Circleville, Ohio is a small city of around ten to 15,000 people in Pickaway County. Aw, that's Found- cute. Hmm. Founded in 1810, the city was laid out in a circle, which is how it gets its name. Ah. The initial layout had a diameter of 340 metres. Circleville's nickname is Round Town. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take you to Round Town. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> that sounds lovely. Yeah, lo- cool. I like, they've got a nice uh, cafe there. Yeah, that sounds well laid out. <laughs> oh, I love it. laid out. <laughs> be well laid out. <laughs> Take you to round town. Gross. Remember when we saw that shop in the UK, Poundland? <laughs> still funny. It's still good. I think it's really, really popular over there too. Like the uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you're going to love a good chuckle. You're going to love what they call their money. What? <laughs> Poundland. That'll cost you one pound. Okay. Oh, here we go. It takes my belt <laughs> off. <laughs> well, I am pretty hungry. I do want that double Snickers. 50 pounds. Oh, God. <laughs> How long have you got? <laughs> I'm going to need a bunch of bananas. <laughs> well, that's going to cost you another couple of pounds. Oh, oh. no. <laughs> Circleville was the kind of town where everyone knew everyone else. A cloak-knit a close-knit community. <laughs> the city's motto is Home of the Pumpkin Show. What? <laughs> it... what? They have crazy nicknames in America, don't they? Like every yeah. t- city is the uh, state is the something state, the Beehive State, for example. Where's that? Uh, Utah. Okay. Utah! I, I assume that would have been called something like the Desert State. Or no, the, it was the a, lake, so, the the lake State. That was told to me Salt by... Gail and Preston from Utah when they visited oh. the comedy festival. She would know. You'd hope so. Unless she's leading me astray, hoping that I'd say this. Yeah. I like to call most American states God's country. Oh, beautiful. Oh, oh. God's country. <laughs> Where are you from? Wisconsin. God's country. Oh, God's country. <laughs> uh, 
That's one of the bits I do. Yeah, you're a fun guy to chat to. <laughs> so the city's motto is home of the pumpkin show that has probably become most famous for the mysterious letters that terrorised it. Why were they called home of the pumpkin show? I have a pumpkin show. Oh, that's cute. How do you guys feel about pumpkin? Love it. Love it. Pumpkin soup's my favourite soup. Roasted pumpkin might be my favourite vegetable, maybe second only to potato. potato. Yeah, I'm, a, oh, I'm yeah. in agreement with you. Potato, then pumpkin, pumpkin, then peas with gravy. Oh, if you put them all together, what do you got? You got a bloody lovely Sunday mm. afternoon. Good time. Yeah. <laughs> At Mama's. <laughs> Uh, Jess, we should ask you what you f- feel about pumpkin. Um, Are you anti? I think you might be. I'm not anti. It's got to be done well, you know? I like yeah. it in some context. As in cooked? You don't like, like a medium rare pumpkin. I don't, yeah. I don't like it. I like a, I like a, I like a roasted pumpkin. Yeah. I do mm. like a pumpkin soup. Yeah. It's, oh. not, it's not my favourite vegetable, though. It's a smooth veggie. Potato, carrot. Fuck, oh, yeah, I love carrots. Mm, yeah. Yum. Basically, if you mush carrot and potato together, you kind of get mush pumpkin. Yeah. Is that how pumpkins are made? How pumpkins are made. When one, when a carrot really loves potato. <laughs> mm. Things were all cruising along normally in Circleville <laughs> until one day. You mean in a circular direction? Yeah. yeah. Counterclockwise. I like how they say anti-clockwise is counterclockwise. Doesn't matter. Things were all cruising along normally in Circleville <laughs> until one day in 1976, residents started receiving handwritten letters the letters contained. Oh, that's nice. Oh, yeah. no. You don't get mail anymore. Everyone loves a bit of mail. I love it, what, oh. especially if it's sending compliments mm. or a check for money. I'm oh. so sorry. Oh, no checks. The letters contained personal information about the recipient and often also threats of violence. Ah, oh. personal information sounds okay though. Just like you have beautiful eyes. Uh, but it's more like your birthday. Your I know your eyes are. Blue. Uh-huh. I've been looking at him through the window. Oh. More that sort of stuff. Okay, a little bit more menacing. <laughs> yeah. According to his... my eyes are green though. Yeah. Well, that... so it wasn't to me. No, we're rolling the to... dice. That one was to Dave. Ah. Oh. <laughs> Damn. I didn't get a letter. <laughs> I know. I always miss out. According to historicmysteries.com, <laughs> many of these letters were hatefully written with vulgarisms and lewd artwork. None of the Circleville Just letters. Balls everywhere. <laughs> Signed, Dick and Balls. <laughs> None of the Circleville letters had any return address. Typical. <laughs> um, hello, how am I supposed to find you? Uh, return to my bum hole. <laughs> A.K.A. Circleville. <laughs> <laughs> and all appeared, so no return address, mm. and all appeared to come from somewhere within Columbus in Ohio. Every single letter was written in the same distinct style, block letters. It might have been an attempt to cover up the author's personal handwriting. Many of the townspeople were targeted by these letters, but the most well-known recipients and the focus of this report will be Mary and Ron Gillespie. Mary Gillespie was the local school bus driver. It seems like she was the first to receive a letter, and this letter read, Stay away from Massey. Don't lie when questioned about knowing him. I know where you live. I've been observing your house and I know you have children. This is no joke. Please take it serious. Oh, at least I said no, please. So when he says, I know where you live, did he deliver the yeah, that, ad- isn't that letter wild? to the house where she lives? Would have, the letter would have had her address <laughs> yeah. on it. I know you know where I live. Are yeah. you padding out for words yeah. here? <laughs> uh, finishes by saying, everyone concerned has been notified and everything will be over soon. End letter. Right. So, so right end letter, or is that just you letting that's us know me, it's sorry. over? Okay. Yeah. So stay away from Massey. Massey. And what was her name again? 
Mary. Mary Gillespie. Right. Stay away from Massey. Um, as it turns weird. out, the first line, stay away from Massey, was referencing the school superintendent, Gordon Massey, Superintendent Massey. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. Soon after, another letter arrived, which went along the same lines as the first. The letter writer wanted her to stay away from Massey. Mary kept the letters to herself, not even telling her husband, which seems, yeah, I don't know, I don't know if that makes sense. I think there's know. deeper issues there. Yeah. You feels know? like I'd be, I'd be going, hey, I need to talk to someone about this weird letter. I don't know if it was her going, ah, it's just a prank thing. I'm not even going to worry about it. But even that, I feel like it would come up in conversation. I talk about everything that I feel, see, and smell. Yep. And so if I'm receiving a letter. Yeah, especially a scratch and sniff letter. Yeah. <laughs> hey, smell this. I tell you what, you're going to hear about it. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. So my concern here is that Mary, something's going on at home. No, What's her I... husband's name? Ron. They're not having a good time, Ron and Mary. I reckon they could be the absolute opposite. They're having such a good time. They she doesn't want to so ruin much it. Go- no, so much going on in their lives that she doesn't even... She gets home at the end of the day and Ron says, what happened today? That letter's not even in the top 20 yeah. most interesting things that happened that day. Dave, I've never experienced a time where I've gone negative and you've gone positive. This is incredibly exciting. Love it. Love I, this energy from you. I'm more negative than I think. Yeah. Oh, I believe in love again. Just listen to the rhythm of my heart. I do. Soon Every after. Every night. <laughs> soon after, another letter arrived, which went along the same lines as the first. I've just read that bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, she kept them to herself. Perhaps because she didn't react, another letter arrived. This time, though, it was addressed to her partner, Ron. It said, we must inform you that your wife is having an affair with Mr. Massey. Oh, that's why she may not have mentioned it to him. <laughs> Ah, so who was right then, Dave? Maybe Trouble in Paradise. She's having such a good time with Matty. (laughs) The letter goes on to say, she has chased him until he caught her. Eliminate them both before they eliminate you. Remember, we know where you work and know your red and white truck. No one can help you. Think of your children and their future. Call the school board and report the truth after you finish your investigation. Notify the school board immediately. Again, your life is in danger. Why is his life in danger? Because his wife's having an affair. Yeah, no, it's sort of like, I guess it's just like a, a veiled threat. But didn't it say kill, th- basically it's saying kill them before they kill you? Is that what yeah, you're just planning a, on killing him? Sort of all over the shop a little bit, isn't it? Are they it? planning on killing him? Matt, tell me. As far as I know, yes. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think so. Weird. What mm. a strange letter. So obviously Ron, unlike uh, Mary, he did... Con- uh, confront Mary about the letter. She denied the accusations and it seemed like uh, Ron's pretty chilled out kind of guy accepted Mary's word on the matter and the two started discussing who the mysterious letter writer might be. Apart from that, they took no action. I mean, what action was she supposed to take? The letters Call just the said stay away from Massey. So she's like, well, he only visits the school every few months. That shouldn't be too hard. Hmm. Um, and I'm a bus driver, so I'm not always, I'm not at the school the whole time, am I? I'm driving the bus to and from the school. <laughs> I'm barely at the school. I wait for the kids to get on. <laughs> I drive them home. This is Mary, right. by the way. Yeah, Mary doesn't have an inside voice. <laughs> <laughs> Mary and I share that in common. You don't, you don't think you would have talked to the cops or anything? Because they're, they're obviously, I mean, it's a different time. They live in a chilled out little town and they're just like, I guess they're sort of going. You'd be like, go talk to the cop, Doug. He lives next door. <laughs> yeah, yeah, go talk to Doug. We're on a first name basis with the cop. Dougie. Dougie. Um, no, Matt, because there's so many good things happening in my day. 
that uh, by the time I got to the end of the day, it wouldn't even register. Yeah. You know? Water off a duck's back for me, getting a death threat. Okay. I, 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 I thought you were saying you get so many death threats. <laughs> I mean, what's the point of reporting this one out of 50 per exactly, day? Exactly, yeah. Mm. There's that too. Okay. Um, but, you know, if anyone's listening, do stop sending them. Um, <laughs> my loved ones are concerned. So they took no action. And a couple of weeks later, another letter arrived that read, Gillespie, you have had two weeks and done nothing. Admit the truth and inform the school board. If not, I will broadcast it on CBs, which I think is CB radios, posters, signs and billboards until the truth comes out. Why why do they care so much? Who gives a shit what other people are doing? Yeah. How does it affect you? Well, maybe it's the Massey's wife, partner. Yeah, that, I mean... You've kind of got to think, is it that? But there's also these sort of letters going around to a lot of other people as well. Oh, okay. Well, so- I mean, so far all I've heard is these ones. To yeah. me, it sounds like <laughs> someone needs to open up a gossip column in the local magazine. They love the the town gossip. Yes. Sorry. The, the way you phrased it, I thought like they needed to open up the magazine and read it. Oh, no. I thought this person you should write in. They should write. One letter saying, dear editor, I know a lot of goss. Can I just publish it anonymously? Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, that's the weird thing about it's like they've got the um, only thing they've got on top of them is, hey, we know your secret. Yeah. End it. Or I'll go public with it. Because like, why not just go public with it? It's because they don't want to. They just Their motivation seems like they want to end this extramarital affair. That... Whether it's because they're just uh, like moralists or something or that they're going, I want you to stop. I'm connected to this somehow and I want it to stop. Mm. Well, I remember on this week's book cheat, which came out yesterday, I talked about Lolita with Andy and Al from Two in the Think Tank. But talking about that and moral stuff, it reminded me, have I ever mentioned on this show how my mum used to be a librarian and that there was a person that I never found out who it was got the books and would take the time to cross out swear words. Oh, my wow. God. And then put them back on the shelf just because, that, like, for moral reasons. Yeah. So people just get crazy with stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, they think, well, I guess they, they, they're trying <laughs> to pr- trying to protect. So are you, hmm, are they, do they know which books have swearing in them and so target those or are they reading every book just looking for it? How 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 do your mum not figure it out if there's just someone borrowing every book or sitting in the library for twelve hours a day? Mm. How do you not figure that out? Oh, there's Susan. She's got her sharpie again. Who could it be? <laughs> I will never know. <laughs> we will never know. I'm gonna add swear words to books. That's yeah. what I'm gonna do <laughs> to kids' out. books. That actually that reminds me because I on primates this week we talked about the human chimpanzee. Uh, hybrid the humanzy. Yes. And um, yeah, it probably swore a lot. Just a sweet plug for your show there because I got mine in. <laughs> Matt, do go on. So they got this, they got another letter saying, admit it, go public. Guys, seriously. Tell the school board. What, it's also that they keep saying, go tell the school board. So it's like they want Massey to. So maybe the motivation is to get Massey fired. Mm. Right, okay. Possibility. Yep. So do, is he? I wonder if he's being sent letters as well. Is he being I, sent letters? I don't think so. Okay, but maybe. I so mean, why go the most to the documented. So all you hear in in most of the writings online is about this part of the story, mm. and then they reference a lot of other people in the town getting letters. But you don't really. But do you read does, much about those? letters? Do you know if the letters are all about Massey? No, they're about their whoever's. Lives. Getting the letter, it's about them. Supposedly. Yeah, right. That's that's even crazier. Isn't it's it? like Gossip Girl. XOXO. Is, yeah, is a reference from that, I believe. Yep. 
Uh, so Mary and Ron Gillespie discussed the letters with Ron's sister Karen and her husband Paul Freshour. After discussing for a while, they narrowed it down to one prime suspect oh. in their mind. After this, Paul Freshour was designated as the one to write some return letters. Yeah, he's got the best handwriting. <laughs> oh, but how do they do that if they only know he lives at Bumhole? <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, not, that's a bit them? of a rude way to call Columbus. Um, but no, they, oh, so they figured it. out who it is. So they, if, they, oh, if it's right. who they think it is, like, they actually think it's an individual person right. they know. Hey, Phil, th- we know it's you. Fuck off. So in some places they don't mention his name, and I, I'm worrying, wondering if that's for, like, legal reasons. So I'm not going to say who it is, but there are also blogs and articles that do mention who it is, and it is a, it's a, a relative of Massey. Oh, okay. Of Massey, the yeah. Super Nintendo. That's at least, yeah. Um, but there's also a lot of contradictory <laughs> info on this. A lot of the sources for this are websites like historicalmysteries.com mm. and stuff like that. You, you know? say that like they're not credible. Sorry, that was an example of a credible one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, talking on an episode of Unsolved Mysteries with Dennis Farina. You familiar with his work? Yes. Fresh Hour said, we thought we'd scare the guy. We sent four or five letters only. Uh, there was no violence in them or anything. Just we knew who he was and that we were going to cut his doing. dick off. <laughs> but no violence. Not violent. I'm a lover, not a fighter. Yeah. I mean, I wrote that in calligraphy. We'll obviously, do it with a butter knife, you know. <laughs> yeah. uh, after these letters were sent, it seemed like the plan had worked. Time started to pass without further incident or unwanted mail, and the family was starting to feel more at ease about it all, at least for a short while. Oh. That all ended on the 19th of August, 1977. Ron was at home when he received a phone call. It's unknown who the caller was and what was said, but whatever was said angered Ron. He grabbed his gun and left the house. This is Ron who wrote the reply letters. No, this is Ron, a husband of of Mary. Gotcha, Ron Gillespie. Yes. Yes. The uh, Paul Freshour is the man who wrote it. It's the brother brother in law of Mary. This is a... It's sort of a bit complicated because there's a lot of relatives and mm. brother-in-laws and sister-in-laws. Right, but Ron, who actually got his own letter, yes, got a phone call and now he's grabbed a gun. So the the idea, as, as certainly in the the fun dramatic reenactment in the Unsolved Mysteries with Dennis Farina episode, uh, made it seem like the phone call was from the letter writer. He goes, oh, "I I knew it," sort of thing. I'm going out to get him. Right. That was kind of out, but but it's unclear because. Right. Uh, according to journalist Michael uh, Martin Yant, he was going to confront the letter writer. He took his weapon. He did not seem to be drunk. He said goodbye to his children and went out. He drove away in the family's red and white truck, the one that the letter writer mentioned knowing about earlier, and just around the corner, he lost control of the vehicle, crashed and died at the scene. What? So, we, yeah, within minutes he was dead. Wow, I was not expecting that to happen. No! Strangely, his gun had been fired, though it was not clear where the bullet ended up. Um, police found no reason for Ron to have fired the gun and it was not clear if it was deliberate or not. So it's just a strange... So you just shoot, shooting at stop signs again? Because he did love to do that. He, oh, that was one of Ron's things. <laughs> he accidentally shot the airbag. Yeah, so it's a, it's a, a quite, quite a bizarre one. And what? some people say just a total coincidence. Like he was angry, yeah. he, lost he was angry, lost control of the car. Other people like the letter writer set it up. He mentioned knowing the car. He did something to the car. The, the cops investigated. It was ruled to be an accident. 
though there are a few strange elements of the crash, including that the postmortem found that Ron's blood alcohol level was above the legal limit by a fair margin, despite those close to him confirming he was either a teetotaler or at least not a heavy drinker. And that's also why Martin Yant, the journalist, stressed he didn't appear to have been yeah. drinking. So that's just a, a weird thing. Maybe maybe he was sitting at home drinking, but people maybe seem to think he wasn't. quite a few cherry ripes. Oh, or rum balls. Is that something that can happen? That's what people used to say. Well, I guess rum's in rum balls, maybe. So that makes sense. Yeah. But cherry ripes? I don't know. Well, I don't eat them. You can't even trust them. There's more coconut in a cherry ripe than cherry. Yeah, that's Ridiculous. why That's why I like them. I hate coconut. Mate, if you want can- a, a bounty bar, buy a bounty bar. Cherry ripes are great. Bounty bars don't have dark chocolate, Dave. You're talking like a fucking moron. <laughs> Dave, stop talking like a fucking moron. I don't like cherry. I don't like ripe. End of discussion. Okay, no, fair enough. There's some bold calls you. you've made there. I also don't like Turkish or Delight. No, I'm with you on that. Turkish Delight, rubbish chocolate. Yuck, no good. Thank goodness. Oh, thank goodness. Only hey? the obvious Consensus. friends have some common ground. <laughs> so you, where do you sit on cherry ripes? No. Nah. Oh. I, I hate coconut. Okay, and Dave's against coconut as well. Because coconut makes everything taste like coconut. Yeah, I, I really like, like I like coconut. And that's fine. I don't really like bounties though. So what is, what's the go there? Oh. I think it's a much chunkier bit of coconut. And it doesn't have that nice uh, cherry flavor. And the dark chocolate is <laughs> yeah, important. Yeah, you're big on dark chocolate. That's the dark chocolate, isn't As it? As you age, your taste oh, buds die. You need the bigger flavors. Yeah. <laughs> See, I'm still young and I can still handle milk chocolate. I can taste that. Oh, I had some milk chocolate recently and I've been, I just. You've been vomiting ever since? No. I, I, Arnott's Biscuits released a range and they, one of them is with. Uh, Jat's cracking. Oh, shit, I haven't tried it yet. So good. Because it's to be salty. Yeah. I what, love salt. Is it chocolate milk? Good chocolate. Yeah, milk chocolate. Okay, I'm in. I'm in. Let's get some. Let's yeah. get some for the flight. Yes. Oh, chocolate on a plane's a bad idea. No, I don't think so. Okay, is I'll it, get some. Yeah, okay. That was just easy. Let's refrigerate it before we go. Yes. Yes. All right. Consensus, Dave. Okay. Well, I'll just wait about ten hours for it to get to room temperature, and then I'll be with uh, you on the journey. Good luck, mate. It's not going to last ten hours. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you worry about that. Maddie and I are going to bloody demolish that baby. I'm going to have a timeout. I'm very tired. Okay. Are you going to have a chocolate timeout or? No. That's ah, a kind of chocolate bar, guys. Oh, hey, well done. Fuck up, Dave. So, Ron, anyway, Ron's just died. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. Because someone injected him with alcohol. That's well, what I assume. Un- oh, I'm having a timeout. Still, still a mystery. So it was ruled by police to be an accident. The well, blood, that sucks. Blood alcohol le- level was high, and he's not a drinker. So it's a, it's all a bit weird that one, and it's it's hard to know where to put that. Is it just a weird side thing that's not really connected to anything, or is it? It was it was the letter writer there? Was he? Did he cut a cable that the cops didn't notice or something? Right. I'm positing that one myself. We also don't know what. <laughs> That person on the other end of the phone said, "Yeah, exactly. Been like, Come meet me here. Get yes. in the car. It might have been. Bring your gun. <laughs> yeah, let's go shooting. Hello, I was wanting to speak to you about your electricity bill. <laughs> maybe it was. Hey, can I buy your gun? Give you a million dollars. All right. Yeah, you got, maybe you got to be sad. here in ten seconds flat, and I'm fifty miles away. All right. And he drove there too quick. <laughs> ten seconds flat. Yeah. Fifty miles in ten seconds. Ron thought he could make it. <laughs> Oh, you, you miss every shot you don't yeah, take. Right. You and know? then he was like, well, if I'm not going to make it, maybe my bullet will. And he <laughs> shot it out the window <laughs> as he died. Is that a possibility? Matt, is that what happened? Matt. I'm not ruling anything in or out. <laughs> my bullet will make it. <laughs> <laughs> the letter writer was seemingly furious about the crash <laughs> being ruled accidental. Oh, claiming it. Yeah. Wait, well, just like he, he started letter writing again 
And uh, and in the letters, he was he was saying, "What are these cops doing? They they haven't investigated it properly." Um, he sent a bunch of letters throughout the community asking people to make sure there's a more thorough investigation into the crash, as well as accusing the sheriff of a cover up. What? Okay. Mm. Why would the sheriff cover it up? The idea, from what some people have said, is he the, the cops not necessarily in on it, but they're suggesting that he he was trying to further his career, so he would try to keep crime statistics down right. by calling things accidents and sweeping things uh, out. Oh, right. right. Yeah. There hasn't yeah. been a murder here in 28 years. <laughs> yeah, that sort of stuff. Been a lot of people falling on their weapons, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fresh out. <laughs> Old Terrence shot himself 58 times. <laughs> oh, Terrence. <laughs> fresh out. A man, Paul Fresh out, who I, on hearing him talk, I just, he was, you know, those guys are just super likable. He was one of those guys. Hmm. I wish I had a couple of those to do a podcast with. <laughs> Me too. Let's get Paul Fresh Wait, Hour on. What? <laughs> what? So Fresh Hour has said that when he spoke to the sheriff, the sheriff agreed that there looked to be foul play, but then later the sheriff just changed his mind and said, no, it was actually it was an accident. He seems to believe that the sheriff is a bit corrupt. Um, nothing ever came of this, though, and the death remains officially recorded as accidental. Sometime after Ron's death, his widow, Mary Gillespie, admitted she was in a relationship <gasps> with Superintendent Gordon Massey. Oh, she lied. But oh. the couple were adamant that the relationship didn't start until after the letters came. Oh. So is he like some sort of Cupid, this letter writer? Because she was like, that's crazy. I'm going to go talk to Massey about this. Yeah. And then she went to his office and she was like, oh, I've never noticed how blue your eyes yeah. are. I've never considered you before this letter. Mm. Yeah. It's a, that's... That is a good idea. So a lot of people doubt this is an idea. Yeah, but that, I mean, that feels like bullshit to me. But they I are mean, stuck you... by that story. When your partner dies, then you say, oh, we only got together after they died. Yeah, but that's not what they're saying. Oh, they say. Oh, so you're after saying after the letters, after the letters, but before the husband died. Potentially, I'm not sure. Ooh, yeah, okay. I'm not sure yeah, exactly that's fucked. Where it came in. I would feel like being accused of being in a relationship with someone, and then my husband dying, and then I would that would probably rule that person out for me romantically. You know, because I'd be like, even if they started twenty years later, it would feel sus. Yeah, that doesn't. It does feel like that, doesn't it? They just you don't. Go. I reckon. Yeah. There's plenty more dicks in the sea. Yeah. Dick fish. <laughs> dick fish. Yeah. Fish Swimming dicks. about. Fish dicks. They're called eels. <laughs> <laughs> They're gross. Yeah. <laughs> so slippery. Despite the death of Ron and the Gillespie Massey relationship becoming public knowledge, the letters continued. So some of the, like it feels like a lot of the things that were motivating those early letters have been wrapped up. But the letters kept coming. Some directed to Mary's daughter. What? Uh, in 1983, the story took another odd turn. So quite a few years have passed now. And Mary... Uh, still with Massey? I think so, yes. Wow. And, and through all this time, she was still working as a school bus driver as well. And then one day, driving along a route, she noticed a handmade sign. And it was on the side of the road. And it had an obscene message written in the familiar block writing style. Dave, let's see if we can guess it. <laughs> Do you have the message? The message referenced Gillespie's daughter. Oh, never mind. Oh, I okay. Guess. I reckon Jess should have, have say what she reckons it is. <laughs> I want to no, hear her top I'm 10 okay. guesses. No, thank you. I'm all right. Wait, how old's her daughter? Uh, Like school age. Yeah, no. Nope. Nope, have not. a crack, Jess. No, I'm good, thank you. No, but... we want to hear. It. <laughs> so so I, I haven't, I haven't read what it said anywhere, but 
in the Unsolved Mysteries reenactment, they show the sign. I don't know if it's accurate to what it was meant to be, but it's pretty obscene. Are you okay with me reading it out? Yep. You sure? Okay. Jessica is a fucking turtle. Don't know why I use your name. You've been It's the first name you thought of because you were looking at me. And uh, Matt looks like a turtle, so. That's true. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. (laughs) Ginger. Uh, So this is what the sign read. Tracy Gillespie sucks. <laughs> oh my god! We're we gonna have to beep that. We're gonna have to beep that. We probably should beep edit it. that out. Edit uh, that out. So about thirty-five minutes in, you have yep. to edit. Edit point. Okay. Beep. Beep. Okay. That's worse. You, than... You'll never know what the letters, the, the signs were. <laughs> but it's worse than any of my ten guesses yep. earlier. Whoa. That we've also edited out. Yeah, that's really, yeah. They were real bad. Yeah, There's I certainly went no too way far. the public could hear that. Yeah, Jess would be cancelled. I blacked out. I just, <laughs> I just channeled my inner creep. So obviously she was pretty PO'd. And again, apologies for language there. If it, if it wasn't actually written on any of the sites anywhere, does that either mean that it was so bad, pe- everybody talking about it was like, oh, I can't write that? Yeah, they just seem to only be referenced as an obscene sign. Well, like maybe the mum's never repeated it back or something. Yeah. It's, yeah. She just hit it with her bus and Tracy, kept going. Tracy, Tracy sucks. She pulled over and she went over to the sign. She pulled the sign down. And when she pulled it, she she noticed there was a string attached to the back oh, of the sign. No. <laughs> no. Oh, no. And the string led to a box. So she pulled the box off. What are you doing? And took it back into the bus. No. And then oh, no. Pr- She's gonna started crying open. You stupid bitch. The box. What are you doing? And apparently it was quite a struggle, but she eventually opened the box. Oh, what's in there? Oh, my God. And it contained... An anaconda. A gun that was set up as a booby trap. It was meant to go off and kill her or kill someone, probably oh. her, but it just luckily didn't. That string pulling off the sign was meant to pull the string onto the gun pulling the trigger. <laughs> And it... Fuck! Imagine if it did that in front of a school bus of children. Yeah. This pretty... is a sick fuck. You'd be pretty embarrassed that it didn't go off, though, wouldn't you? Yeah, I like it. Kind of. Yeah, it does seem a bit strange. I mean, there's always the possibility that it was never meant to go off, and it was just meant to be a, just a, a scare. scare. But do you reckon they were they were nearby watching as well? Potentially. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, oh, I remember they was... love to watch them. They're a school child. <gasps> yes. Well, that's right. Hence, it didn't work. Yeah. So I hadn't been paying attention to science. Yeah. Dickhead. <laughs> Kids are dumb. So dumb. Kids turn are on, so dumb. Turn on the Bunsen burner and learn. Yeah, you fucking idiot. Then you can grow up and you can uh, you can abuse people better. Yeah, for sure. You can you know? hook a trigger up to a string a lot, lot nicer. Yeah, totally. You know? Duh, it does sound like a child's work. Stay in school. It? Totally Wow. Does. There had been an attempt by the booby trapper to file off the gun's serial number. An attempt. They did a a pretty good job, but the the police lab was able to reveal what it was. Oh, nice. Which also revealed the gun's owner. 6969. Paul Freshour, (gasps) Mary's ex-brother-in-law. What? The one that was replying to the letters? Yes. In quotation marks. Yes. The one that I've I've seen on interviewed seems like a real cool guy. I liked him. You liked him? Yeah. He admitted the gun was his. But said he hadn't seen it for a long time. He's like, I don't know how it got there. I don't I don't know. Between now and, and when we last talked about him, him and Karen had split up. And, um, yeah, the, you know, there was a bit of bad blood between them. And it was Karen. Karen was actually a blood relative of... Ron's sister? Yeah, it might have been Ron's Can sister. Can I just say, if you are this crazy person writing these letters, yeah, 
I'm and not. you've stolen, thank you, Fresh Hour's gun. Yeah. You don't file off the serial number because you want people to trace it back to him, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's why would because you... or you file it badly. Oh, I suppose that's, that's true. That's like next level next smart. Level. Sort but of you want to like you. you want everyone to connect it back to you're trying to frame that guy that wrote the letters back to you. Why would you take the serial number off? Yeah. yeah. Have I just cracked the case? <laughs> <laughs> oh, did I do it? Hmm? Have I done it? Oh, are we done? This is our shortest episode ever. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll just... never so... get, I never get sick of that joke. All right, we've done it. So uh, thanks for listening. Shortest episode ever. We've said that maybe four minutes into an episode a few times. (laughs) It's good stuff. (laughs) So the police believe they'd finally got the elusive letter writer. And Sheriff Bradcliffe, the sheriff we were talking about before, went about proving it. First by trying to match Fresh Hour's handwriting to the letters. Okay, the block writing. So uh, Fresh Hour's saying, it's not me, Uh, I don't. I, that is my gun. I haven't seen it in a while. It's obviously someone's taken it. I write exclusively in cursive. Yeah. I'm a calligrapher. Guys. Fresh. I can't write. <laughs> so uh, as the sheriff is trying to prove that Fresh Hour is the letter writer, he got Fresh Hour to do a handwriting test. Uh, how would you normally do a t- handwriting test? Uh, you do that thing where, like, uh, you have a sentence and you say, can you write this out again? And there's, like, the three dotted lines and uh-huh. the two top lines. And you tell them to do the capital letters from the top line to the bottom line and then the small letters a lot smaller. Right. And then you give them a certificate at the end <laughs> if they pass. Right, okay. Is that a handwriting test? That's the only test I've ever done. That's That sounds better than what the sheriff did. <laughs> oh, no. The sheriff's method was a bit strange. He produced one of the letters and one of the envelopes that it was sent in. He passed it to Fresh Hour and said, copy this as close as you can. (laughs) That makes no sense. This is how Fresh Hour recalled it later. He would give me an actual letter and ask me to do the envelope part just as near as I could. And then he'd take the letter out and he had me do that again just as near as I could to the letters. And I did them as I knew I wasn't responsible for the letters. As you can probably tell, this is not how the tests are meant to go. No. And the investigation has been criticised for this. Despite this, though, the sheriff was convinced Fresh Hour was the letter writer and he arrested Fresh Hour for attempted murder using this test as part of the evidence. Now, is it true that in some parts of America, (laughs) sheriffs are voted for and they're just regular people and they're not actually police officers? Is that true? Why are you asking me a question like that, Dave? That can't be right. Are you thinking of mayors? (laughs) (laughs) I'm thinking of mayors. No, but you, you vote. I thought some small towns vote for their sheriff. You can't give someone you voted for a gun. Fuck, sorry, forgot we're in America. Um, <laughs> anyone can have a gun. That's wild. And if it is, and it's this guy, and he's gone. I reckon you're guilty. But he's also in charge of like investigations. Put the handcuffs on. All right. So the first thing that came up here is uh, a politics dot stackexchange.com blog where the question's been asked. In other parts of the world, the police chiefs are selected by the city mayor or the city council, but in almost all counties of the United States, they are elected. And then ask the question, why are they? And what someone said here, looks like the... But, like, surely they're not just a regular person. They're still a member of the police force. A sheriff in the US is also usually a county or city official, which are traditionally elected. There are exceptions, however. The sheriff in New York City is directly appointed by the mayor. The duties of the sheriff are relatively static and usually uncoupled from the efforts of appointed law enforcement officials. There's no real reason why a sheriff would need to be appointed to be more effective. Blah, blah, blah. Depending on the... Yeah, I don't know. Uh, depending on the location, the duties of a sheriff might be almost or completely ceremonial for which term elections would make sense. 
But it doesn't sound like that's the case in Circleville. No. Sounds like he's like the the head of the police force. Yeah. Well, if he's taking charge of investigations, yeah. I reckon. He's like hands on making, doing the yeah. for kind of forensic testing almost of the handwriting. Which makes no sense. It is. A bit, it sounds bizarre. Um, so he wasn't charged with writing the letters, but he was charged with attempted murder for, oh. <laughs> for the booby-trapped gun. Because of, oh, okay. And because the of the letters? The handwriting test was used as evidence yeah. in court. Okay. On the 24th of October, Fresh Hour went to trial. Though the prosecution wasn't able to connect him to the letters, they did bring them up in court, with one expert witness using the dodgy handwriting test to conclude that the booby-trapped sign and the letters were the handwriting of Paul Fresh Hour. How? How'd they get to that? Well, he, it looked a lot like it. <laughs> Somehow he was able to copy out this letter. In block, like, it's not like it was weird, complicated handwriting. It was just big, fat block letters. To, the to kind be of fair, thing you I could can't copy. do them. Okay. They're difficult, Matt. He gave him tracing paper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Another bus driver reported seeing a man acting suspiciously near where the booby trap was found 20 minutes prior to it being discovered by Mary. She even described the man's distinctive yellow or orange Chevrolet El Camino. Neither the description of the man nor his car matched Fresh Hour. This was not used, was not brought up in court. Clearly Fresh Hour has stolen a car and changed his appearance in radical and many differing ways to set up the booby trap. God, he's a genius. Fresh Hour maintained his innocence, swearing that the gun must have been stolen. He had a strong alibi for the day in question as well, but apparently he... Never went on to the stand, which I know is what? a, I know learning from the good wife, that's often a, they often recommend not putting the defendant on the stand because, they, you know, they can get cross, what do you call it? Cross-examined mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm. Two words. Chum hum. So it's a, a tactical <laughs> move. So he didn't go up there and he didn't, the, the alibi for whatever reason wasn't, didn't come up. Do dad is better. Do dad. Got it. Did you do dad it? Like Chum hum. Chum hum. What? That's so stupid. <laughs> I watched it because I watched it for so long that I, I became numb to chum hum. Uh, and it just didn't uh, stop being f- funny and weird in the end. If you'd called it Jess Dave, that sounds better. That sounds better. Jess Dave. Matt Jess Dave. Matt Jess Dave. You know, Google would have sounded stupid at, at I was thinking 25 years ago, you said Google over and over again. Google. Google. It's like the number, but misspelled. Google. What number Google. is that? Now the. Google. One with a hundred zeros is a Google. Oh, I did not know that. You're such a nerd, Dave. I know. (laughs) Hey, it's Sharon, and here's where it gets interesting. Raise your hand if you want Salon Perfect Nails for just $2 a manicure. Yeah, me too. With the Olive and June Manny system, you can say goodbye to expensive services that take hours and hours and love your nails more than ever. I would know I've been doing it for years. Get 20% off your first Manny system with code PERFECTMANNY20 at oliveandjune.com slash PERFECTMANNY20. That's PERFECTMANNY20 at oliveandjune.com slash PERFECTMANNY20. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether it's your first ever website or your business is expanding, growing, getting bigger, it all means the same thing. Squarespace (laughs) makes it easy to create a beautiful website and engage with your audience. And if you're worried about like, well, I don't know how to write stuff for a website and make myself look good, well, you can get help with the written content for your website with Squarespace AI. You can generate instant personalized results that highlight 
color your brand identity. You can explain what your site's about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and bang, you got some short and long-form text, baby. So Squarespace AI makes it easy to go live, stand out, and succeed online. I'm so glad you had that bit because I thought it was pronounced Squarespace AI. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, sell exclusive content on your site by adding a paywall to sell memberships or courses. Or sell files your customers can download. I don't know if I'm hitting all these words as <laughs> intended, like PDFs, music, or ebooks. I would love to buy Matt's ebook. I'd like to buy Matt's course, and you you can do that. Squarespace has the tools you need to create and sell your own online course. Be more like Matt. Oh, one hundred and one. Wow. How yeah. many? One, does it go to one hundred and two? It goes all the way to one hundred and two. <laughs> <laughs> You can customise everything with next generation editing technology. You can create engaging lessons your audience will love and then set the price. You can charge a one-time fee or sell subscriptions. Matt, how much is it to be more like Matt 101? Oh, three mil. Wow. Wow. Like per month or? Yeah, USD. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) Head to squarespace.com slash do go on for a free trial and to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Squarespace.com slash do go on. <laughs> Do you remember in the UK where Matt drove on the wrong side of the road for a bit? <laughs> oh, it was weird. We're in a different country, you know, everything's up and up, it's up and down. I don't know why awesome. that just popped into my head, but it did. Kind of terrifying. <laughs> I don't remember realize. that. I don't remember that, but it's weird because England drive on the left side as well. <laughs> I bet you were just trying. Oh, and I don't think we all collectively realised about the same time. Oh, was we're on the wrong one, side of the road. One way street or something? Might have been. Yeah, it's like a one way, one way, like, but like multiple. No, lines. you thought it was a one way. It was not. Okay. Well, that sounds like I was well within my rights. Well, I mean, I must admit that when I was in, when we drove through Bath, mm-hmm. I chucked it into the GPS and it decided to take You're on us. on a footpath. Well, yeah. looking around, going, why are they building a Christmas village around where we're trying to drive the car? Realize that we're, we're in, in like, a parade or yeah, something. Yeah, we're in like a mall or a mall, as they might say. And, um,. Yeah, the GPS just saw a road and said, you can drive through there. Absolutely could not do that. But we did, so you could technically. Yeah, technically could. Sorry, Matt. Sorry for derailing. I just had that fun Sorry memory. Derailing <laughs> just as I'm about to tell you tell you the verdict as oh well. Oh, my God. You're obviously gripped by this story. I am. I, I'm absolutely gripped, and I'm also thinking that it's dumb choice by his lawyer to not bring up the fact that he had an alibi. Yeah, I mean. That I, feels pretty, that's a big That's a big tick. Lionel Hutz, come on, mate. Uh. So he was found guilty by the jury and was sentenced to the maximum 25 years in prison. What? To the minimum of seven years. Uh, many believe Fresh Hour to be the letter writer, assuming that once he went to jail, the letters would stop. But even after he was inside, the letters continued, all with the same Columbus area postmark, many miles away from where he was in prison. Right. And were the letters saying, hey, it's not him, I'm still out here? Uh, eh, 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 or doing a bit of that. This person seems to love to take credit for stuff, you know, as yeah. killers and things often do. But I mean, even that wouldn't necessarily convince the sheriff. He'd be like, "Yeah, you would say that." Yeah. yeah. The sheriff suggested that he must have somehow been sending them from the inside. <laughs> I think he's got magical powers. <laughs> he, it's it, the only possible guys, explanation. Come on. He was suggesting he he had people who were helping him smuggle them out and then send them from Columbus. God damn it. Um. So the sheriff organised him to be sent to solitary confinement where there were no pens or paper or anything. The sheriff is a moron. <laughs> he slammed the door and went, case closed. <laughs> he did this and the letters kept coming. How does he do it? Fresh Hour himself received a letter while he was incarcerated. Oh, my God. Come on. 
It read, Now when are you going to believe me? You're, you're not getting out of here. I told you two years ago. When we set them up, they stay set up. Don't you listen at all? No one wants you out. No one. The joke is on you. Ha ha. Tell no one of this letter. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's weird. I mean, say that at the start, you know. Sounds like he did tell someone about the letter because we're here. <laughs> yeah, yeah know, we know what it said. Yeah, you can see a lot of these letters um, online as well. Despite being a model inmate, Fresh Hour's application for early release were knocked back, seemingly because they believed he was still writing the letters. Fuck But like, that was generally the reason why so, he didn't get every, for any other reason, he would have got early release. But they're like, oh, these letters are still out there. So yeah. how, long, how long is he in there for? He's in there. He ends up being in there for over ten years. What the fuck? And they're saying to him, "Mate, all we have stop to do is stop writing the letters. We'll let you out. We'll let you stop out. Writing letters. I'm not writing the letters. Okay, I've got mate. one. Okay, Look, mate. you okay, delivered it to me. That's insane. You sent it to yourself, buddy. Yes. So what a night! What a nightmare! Yeah, ten Even... years. I mean, this is two weeks in a row now of uh, criminal injustice about murders and attempted murders. Mm. Um, this, despite the so he. He was still getting blocked from being released despite the warden uh, of the prison himself saying he believed it to be impossible that he could have been sending the letters. So we had pretty good references saying, yeah, it's not possible. Yeah, but wardens are just elected, so. <laughs> probably corrupt. <laughs> no, I think the sheriff's problem is that wardens aren't elected. Right. Yeah. So they could probably corrupt. <laughs> so he's, he's locked up and he's not getting out. Um, and it wasn't until May 1994 that he was finally released from prison after serving ten and a half years. My and, God. And that's not because he's been proven innocent. That's just paroled. Yes. God. So pe- people still think that he's like an attempted murderer. Yeah. Still officially, that's that's what he is. Um, around this time is when Unsolved Mysteries with Dennis Farina were planning to air a report about the case, which led to the show receiving a letter themselves. <gasps> Are we going to get one? Who knows? I mean, this is, a, this is a little while back now. Fire up the P.O. box. <laughs> Why are you stretching <laughs> while you say that? I'm ready to take on this letter. How are you going to fire up the P.O. box, <laughs> I'm Dave? pretty excited to get this block letter writing. The letter I'm just going to sh- say it now. The letter writer is a coward. Oh, Dave. That's Dave Warnicky. <laughs> dot com. Uh, yeah, so, they probably just email these days, don't they? Yeah, it's easier. So the letter that the show received. i check my letter box. Read. Forget Circleville, Ohio. If you come to Ohio, you El Sickos will pay the Circleville writer. Um, sorry, quick side note. Can we please call ourselves the El Sickos? I like that a lot. Yeah, so it's the first hey, time he's, he's sort of edged towards a little bit of Espanolo. And also, they've signed off. Is, is that <laughs> first time they've signed off as the Circleville writer? I, uh, I think so. Oh, yeah. Um, host, I, got, I got excited by El Sicko's. Host Dennis Farina read the letter out at the start of the episode before saying, we don't scare too easily, so here's the story. Oh, I love <laughs> that. <laughs> Baller. <laughs> love it so much. We don't scare easy here. Nice try, kid. <laughs> so, yeah, and then they, they did this, this story, which you can, you can find on YouTube. There'll so be a link and in the description. And they were not murdered. No, he, he, he is dead now, Dennis. Oh, my God, the curse. But I mean, he, he died an oldish man, I think. Okay. He was cool. I think he was. What do I'm you remembering call oldish? Because f- you're a million. Oh, yeah, he was young compared to me, but um, he died in 2013 at the age of 69. Nice. nice. <laughs> he's, uh, he's cool. I, I don't think of him enough, but 
now that I'm looking at him again, great mustache, great vibe, just real funny. He could do it all. The movie that I think of mainly with him is Snatch. Remember him in Snatch? So he's an actor as well? Yes. Can I? Can you show me a photo of him? Yeah, I recognise his face now. Classic. Classic man. Oh, yeah. Um, he was one of the gangsters, the, like the American gangster in mm-hmm. Snatch. He was really good in that. Yeah. yeah. And also a badass host of a, an Unsolved Mystery We show. don't scare too easy. Now I can hear it in his voice. It's even cooler. Yeah. So it was around this time that the letters stopped once and for all, although some suggest they continued for another 10 years. But it's disputed whether they were the <laughs> they either genuine or stopped not. or continued. continued. Yeah. Okay. It was definitely one of the two. They stopped completely, yes. no more letters, uh, 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 or they continued for at least a decade. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. CCC. <laughs> Have you got any any guesses as to who you think it might be? I think it was Dennis. Oh, you think Dennis Farina <laughs> did it? <laughs> we don't secure two his year. Also, I wrote this letter. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if they did write that one to themselves. Yeah, but... for sure. Um, I... Is There's it... a lot of theories floating around. I'm just going to briefly go through a couple of okay, them. Okay, let me just say that I think that they got the right guy. Oh, you think Paul Freshour did it? Yep. Wow. I don't, Maybe based on the alibi. He was the one I could remember. <laughs> okay. Guilty. We haven't really spoken about that many people. No, so we've talked about Mary herself. Yep, who, who some people think. Wrote the letters. Yes. Why would she try and out herself to her husband if she was having it's, an affair? Some people say that it's like almost like her way of bringing up the relationship in a weird way. But then she denied it and he believed her. Yeah. It's it's a, it's pretty convoluted one, that one. But I've heard a few people say it. Uh, Drunk Histories did an episode on this and they reckon it was her. She was, she drove the school bus. Who's going to know all the gossip of the town? The bus driver. <laughs> the kids are talking. Oh, mum and dad are doing something or other. Hmm. They were asking for weird things, if that's the case. Well, I mean, that's why it's still a mystery, because there's not an obvious answer. Well, I mean, that kind of checks out with the framing the brother-in-law. Yes. Yeah. And then, oh, what's this sign calling my daughter a suck? Hmm. What? <laughs> Your daughter is a suck. Also, <laughs> it kind of explains why she's so cavalierly... Yeah, pulled, pulled, the, it, yeah. pulled it off. Who does it. that? And then there, apparently there were a few hours in between before she took it to the cops. And then oh, yeah, the, she had to drop all the kids home. Yeah, well, that's true. Well, she's just going to take the kids to the to the police station. Yeah, she's like, yeah. I'll come back in a couple of hours. We, <laughs> had, we had to do that one time because um, my mum's car got stolen at a shopping centre car park. Really? Um, and we had a trolley full of groceries. So the, uh, it was at Knox Shopping Centre. Okay. And the security guard put all our groceries in his boot and he took us across the road to the police station and he waited out the front while we spent so long in the police station uh, filing a police report. And then he took us... Home, he dropped us home, which wow. was very nice. Um, and then my mum, taking all the groceries out of the car, she handed me the keys to go and open the door. And only later did she realise that in the glove box of the car was a was medicine we just picked up for me, a prescription that had our address and stuff on it. Oh. She was like, I just handed a 12-year-old the keys and was like, off you go, go into the house first. <laughs> I mean, nothing happened, obviously. I'm still here, but... Yeah, I mean, I, I was worried about the Neapolitan ice cream. What happened to that? Oh, yeah, it was... In the boot of that security guard's car for three hours. <laughs> it was no good. Oh, horrific. Yeah, it doesn't tend to be very good, Neapolitan ice nah, cream. No, it sucks, <laughs> yeah. doesn't it? Loved it as a kid. Why? My yeah. dad will still eat Neapolitan sometimes. As, uh, yeah, I, and I... You I, would like it. I used uh, to like definitely the as strawberry a as well, mm. which is... It's now just, would be the very, opposite of that. Very it's got to be chocolate But then, that chocolate vanilla. sucks. Yeah, the chocolate sucks, the vanilla sucks. The strawberry really sucks. Yeah. Save that to last. 
<laughs> if you want chocolate ice cream, there's way better chocolate right, ice cream. That's my favorite. I've I've accepted it now. Chocolate's my favorite. Chocolate's right. favorite ice cream. I love it. What about double chalk? Mm, okay. Yes, you've just doubled the fun. Triple chalk. Oh my god! Can you do that, Matt? You know my favorite ice cream. Uh, peppermint chalk chip. Yes. Mm. Yum. Another incorrect answer from Jess Perkins. I'm a I'm a big peppermint chalk chip. Fan. I know you both are. That's why when I we went that. to Perth, what what do we? I can't even remember what we ordered. Did I order a? Yeah, you uh, two got ice cream, coffee. didn't you? Anyway, this is, we can talk about this later. <laughs> no, but we've already beer. talked about our favourite foods, our favourite vegetables, sorry, and our favourite ice cream. It's cute. Yeah. Can I also just say? No. Fair enough. Boysenberry swirl used to be yum. a good one of mine. Yeah, I love that's, that as a little treat. That's yum. Mm. Salted caramel, yum, yum, yum. Yeah. Is anyone into pistachio ice cream? Nah. I really like it. Yeah, I could. I, 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 there's hardly one I wouldn't like, I reckon. Do you like licorice? Yeah, what about, I wouldn't. Not no, actually, no. What about <laughs> what about penis flavored ice cream? I've never tasted a penis. I'd be fascinated to try. Especially, well, I mean, I've tried. <laughs> be fascinated to succeed. <laughs> I'm, I'm just I'm ripping off an old Alistair Trombley Birchall joke. Oh, really? He used to say, talk, he's got this bit about how he he goes. <laughs> Talking about putting his finger in his urethra. <laughs> and he goes, don't worry, guys. I'm only joking. I haven't tried. Only succeeded. <laughs> <laughs> Very funny bit. Apologies to Al. I don't think he does this bit anymore. Um, okay. So, so these are the suspects. Yes. Uh, this guy we haven't mentioned at all, but it, it comes up as a big suspect. A I man, thought it was him all along. A man named David Longberry who worked at the local school and may have had his advances knocked back by Mary and then started this wild r- r- uh, letter-writing campaign as revenge. Was Mary hot? I don't, I don't know. if I've, I've seen her. Hmm. I think she was, How in my are... mind, she's real normal looking. <laughs> How annoying would it be for David if he got knocked back Made up an affair and then she actually got together with a guy. She was, yeah. He was yeah. making an affair. He'd be, no, what about me? <laughs> yeah. You, I only pretended that you liked him to ruin your life. Oh, no, I've said too much. And now you're happy together. <laughs> but it's I not think, fair. <laughs> I feel like there's no, she's ne- never talking about this directly. So it's like she's, it feels like they've gone off together and just um, living their tr- lives. Trying to move on from it. So mm. there was, and that's the, the next suspect. Ron's sister, Karen. Yeah, I say it's Karen. Um, she was going to lose everything in her divorce to Paul Freshour until he went to jail and it all flipped around. She got everything. He lost everything. And according to Dark Histories, journalist Martin Yant can link the El Camino to her. Oh. The orange car. Yeah. But hang on. So it started, they were together when the letters started. Yep. And then. So some people think there's two different yeah. letter writers as well. Maybe Karen came in later. Maybe it was the jealous guy first, and then Karen took came to from there. I think that maybe even is Martin Yant's best guess. Hmm. But yeah, you know, it's these classic things. Are, a lot of people think they've nutted it, and then someone else would come in and say, "No, nah, you your wife, that it. doesn't make sense." Don't nut it. Um, I, th- I often feel with a lot of these things when people write books about stuff like this, they hone in on one theory. Yeah, get so blinded by it. this is it. This is yeah. it. That it's just. Everything they find is it, it lines up well with their story. Yeah. Suddenly you've got a plaster cast of a dingo. Yeah. And, and you've saying, never seen a you've dingo. You've never seen one, but you're, you're an expert. <laughs> they um, pe- People have uh, asked Mary, or I think she was even asked in the court case, like, did, did you ever suspect it to be Paul? And she's like, I hadn't, but recently Karen, uh, they'd split up and Karen came to me and said that she thinks it's him. So she said that to her just before 
uh, it all went down with the gun. Oh, Karen. Also, Karen, you know? Classic name. Karen. Mm-hmm. It's a guilty name. Yeah, it's a real shame because it's 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 a lot such a long way past now that it just feels like one of those ones that's never going to be solved unless there's a dead deathbed confession. Mm. Um, so that's kind of that's kind of it. Fresh Hour's out now. He set up a website, or someone at least someone who's saying they were him set up a website in 2011. Um, it's just like a real basic WordPress website, and in it he's just like uploaded a bunch of files, including a letter he wrote to the FBI. I can read it to you. It's yeah, I may as well read it to you. We've got time, don't we? We've got it's always time. time. Uh, he wrote, Dear FBI. <laughs> how are you? <laughs> I, love, I mean, how likable is this guy? <laughs> Dear FBI. <laughs> to whom am I concerned? In brackets, FBI. <laughs> <laughs> I am asking that you get involved in my former brother-in-law's murder because I believed I believe it was a murder and covered up by the sheriff of Pickaway County here in the state of Ohio. Please review the following exhibits especially where they are highlighted. Aww. And then he lists it. He's like, it's a huge document. Uh, please see exhibits C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, and N. This confirms something is wrong. But a lot of these things are sort of like, I reckon this proves that, you know, and he's, yeah. but he's sort of, he's kind of these the exhibits, but some of them are just like him going, um, yeah, I think this thing that I mm. remember, that's exhibit. <laughs> see. Uh, he goes on to say, I realize the FBI is busy. However, if, oh. if someone will take a few minutes to read and confirm the enclosed, you will learn something is not right for yourself. The sheriff is Dwight Radcliffe, Pickaway County, Circleville, Ohio. I was sent to prison because of a series of obscene and threatening letters that had the county in panic. I did 10 and a half years and the letters continued undisturbed and uninterrupted just as always. I believe a majority of the obscene, threatening, and dangerous letters were true. I am asking that the obscene and threatening letters also be investigated and cleared up completely. Sincerely, Paul Larry Freshour. So this was page one of a 162-page package that includes his recollections of events, annotated court transcripts, subpoenas, letters, and affidavits. In it, he also suggests local sheriff Radcliffe had been involved in career-long corruption and cover-ups, sort of like I was saying before, um, he was suggesting the motivation to cover up the crimes was writing. I believe that the obscene, threatening, and dangerous letters were concealed because they would interfere with Sheriff Radcliffe becoming National Sheriff's Association's president. See the date of the letters and the date of his involvement with the National Sheriff's Association. The crime rate in Pickaway County at the time would have eliminated him from this appointment. What a funny way, a reason for someone to cover up stuff as a job. Yeah. Ideally, uh, being a good sheriff would get you the promotion. I solved this crime rather than there was no crime. Yeah. No crime feels suspicious. Yeah. But it, <laughs> it's also, I mean, this is also just Paul Freshour's I mean, idea. I mean, if there's no crime, why do we need a sheriff? Yeah. Oh, very good. Why do we need a president of mm. sheriffs if there's no crime? We don't need sheriffs. We don't need a president of them. Mm. All right. Well, let's pack it up, boys. <laughs> something ruined the commission. Yeah. Good he, one. He's since passed away, Paul. But yeah, Is I did. He? I, oh, that sucks. He. I, I mean, like, unless it was him, but I feel like it wasn't. It does feel like it, it wasn't. It feels like him. it wasn't, and it feels like he deserved someone to figure it out and him to be compensated uh, for doing 10 and a half years. Yeah. You know? Like, what a waste of his life. Yeah. But he just he didn't seem like he was. He just seemed like a real can do guy. He wasn't. 
I gotta I gotta show you some of these interviews with yeah. him. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, so it's a pretty unsatisfying mystery, I'm afraid. Right, it's fascinating though, isn't it? That yeah. so much terrible fallout could ha- come from a letter writer. Potentially, you know, um, if unless you believe that they had something to do with the car accident, potentially it was just letter writers, uh, letter writing, and never actually got involved. Potentially that fake, the booby trap gun was a uh, someone else as well. Yeah, this is a That's number the kind of, of thing, possibilities because those letters, everyone had them, so they were easily. Someone else could forge a, a similar one and go, mm. I've actually, I want to get them back for something so I can yeah. just get in on the edge of this. That's true. Imagine that. Just it's, It gets so complex that you sort of lose where it started. Yeah. Huh. Well, there you go. Well done, Matt. Great that was a really report. interesting topic. I can see why so many people suggested it. Yeah. So I'd, um, if anyone does have a strong theory on it, please let us know. Let it snow. Let it snow. <laughs> Let it snow. Hey, do you know what that means? This is the time of everyone's favourite section. Fact, quote, or question. Bing. This week. It used to be more of a ding. Ding. Thank you. You did a bing. What are you thinking, Dave? Uh, I'm more of a bing guy now. Where's your head lately? Uh, who knows? <laughs> so this week, uh, we're now doing two of these a week. And the way you can uh, get involved is supporting the show at patreon.com slash pod. And if you support us on the Sydney Scheinberg Deluxe Memorial Rest in Peace Edition level, you get to give us a fact, a quote, or a question, and you also get to give yourself a title. Firstly, this week, uh, we've got a question from Mr. Jai Smith, who's given himself the title of Official Flying Hellfish of the Podcast. Oh, it's a good Simpsons reference. Good reference. And he asked the question, you guys, you've both met Jai up in Sydney? Yeah. Yeah, very nice guy. Jai. Jai, Jai, the very nice guy. He asked the question, and obviously this is coming with uh, no warning, what are each of your most embarrassing moments? Oh, um, I've never felt embarrassed. Is that true? So. You do strike me as someone I'm embarrassed all the time. okay. Oh, an embarrassing moment. I probably should. Normally, because I, I don't read these ahead, but, but occasionally a question comes up and you're like, oh, that would have been good to have a bit of time on this one. I, don't, I mean, if it's still embarrassing, I probably don't want to talk about it. I mean, there was a time on stage <laughs> in Sydney when Jai was in the audience when for an hour I thought dinnerware <laughs> meant a suit and tie when in fact it means cutlery. Yeah, it does mm. make sense the way your logic adds up. Actually, that does remind me of mine. Thank you. Um, uh, it was also in Sydney on stage when my good friend thought dinnerware meant <laughs> <laughs> a suit. Fuck. <laughs> the one that comes to mind for me. Actually, it was that one of the, that show for me was embarrassing because my mother-in-law was in the audience and we did a lot of talk about cum and mm, different we did. different <laughs> slang yes, for cum. Oh yeah, we talked a lot. And you kept calling me a virgin, which was very funny. And normally I'd I'd defend myself, and I didn't. Feel I could. You're like, yeah, I am a virgin. I was like, uh-huh, confirmed. Yep. <laughs> confirmed. Mm-hmm. The the one I was thinking of uh, was funny. Jess was a virgin. <laughs> no, it was, it was embarrassing for all of us. I the second time I ever did stand up, I just fully blanked. I could not remember my jokes that I'd prepared. Oh no! But I also like instantly. I, I and because I I wasn't used to the feeling of being on stage and then freezing. I couldn't think of anything. <laughs> I was the, yeah. trying to think of the premise of the joke is all I could remember. What I'd sort of called it in my 
in, in my notes. You could think of and the I buzzword. S- so I said the buzzword a couple of <laughs> times. You're hoping that would jog your memory? Yeah, but I just, it felt like so long. Yeah, it right. would, yeah. What is the buzzword? And it word? turned out it was probably only, it was only 30 seconds or something, but still it's an That's age so long. of being frozen up. And luckily it was a relatively supportive crowd and I was got to recover the set somewhat once it, I just needed that, you know, one line and then it rolled on again. But <laughs> yeah, that was that was an awful feeling. It was the the nightmare scenario coming true. What was the buzzword? I think it was boat people. He's <laughs> <laughs> going boat, boat, boat people. Funny, boat funny, people. funny. Boat people. Boat people. Boat if you said it enough, it would start to get funny. Boat people. This is one that, um, and I know we've, we've got to do two of these, so I won't talk for too long, but this is one that still, it still comes up for me sometimes, especially when I'm lying in bed at night, you know, when you do like a full body shudder. Yeah. And it, it probably doesn't even seem that bad just in, in retelling it. So uh, I was probably 20-ish having dinner at my then boyfriend's house and my parents had been renovating the kitchen uh, we'd just done this huge big renovation and so my boyfriend's mum was asking me how the renovation had been going. And I was like, oh, yeah, no, it's come pretty long, pretty well. And she's like serving dinner as she's as we're chatting and she kind of interrupts me and goes, do you guys need spoons? And I thought she was talking about like my family. Like mm, do you need. For the renovation. Yeah, do you need any spoons for the new kitchen? And I was like. And I just said, why have you got spares? <laughs> and she just looked at me. It's a funny line if you're a, a smart <laughs> But it was like several minutes later I realised she meant for the pasta that she'd just served. And so Well, that's why I'm confused. Still, Spoons for pasta. I still think about it sometimes. <laughs> oh, no. I lie awake at night and I'm like, oh, that was all that sucked. That's fine. I can see where your brain was going, though. But like, she, did you have time like to she, explain it? Or did nah. You, it moved on and you never mentioned moved it? Moved on and I just stared at the table but for most it, like of that you just meal. had to break up for that moment. <laughs> when you're in the early uh, stages of a relationship, meeting people like that and you're like, I can't. Like a little you bit further on, it, you would have laughed about it. Go, I just realised. <laughs> I'm sorry. How dumb is this? I thought you meant for our renovation. Yeah. But that night, you just have to be like, well, hopefully she. <laughs> I die somehow. soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, speaking of embarrassing moments, meeting people's parents, met my girlfriend's parents for the first time on the weekend. Yeah. We were eating fish and chips in a park. That's a bird shat on me. <laughs> no one else noticed. I quietly cleaned up my leg and they don't know. <laughs> Are you sure? Well, that's not very embarrassing then. It seems like you that nailed it. That was a perfect it. crime. Yeah, I, did, I got away with Are it. Are you sure nobody noticed though? Because if I had that's noticed in that situation, I would have looked away. Oh, I would have made you feel like I didn't see. I can't be certain. Yeah. yeah. That's what I would have done. I can't be certain. Wait, he, who was it you were with? Girlfriend's family. Oh, yeah. So you're just meeting them? Meeting mm. the parents, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I didn't I didn't want to draw attention to it. Yeah. You don't want to be like, hey, look at hey, everyone. Hey, good I just, luck. I just got pooed on. <laughs> Are you enjoying your dinner? How good am I? Yeah, no, you, you kept it classy. I like that. Yeah. Well done. Thank it's you so much. Stuff. <laughs> and I'm so glad you uh, oh. you got on well with my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> we were having fish and chips and Matt didn't notice me get shot. So I feel like I got on well with it. Yeah. Which one are you going out with again? Which one? Trish. Which one? Trish. She sucks. Oh, my great <laughs> great granddaughter. It was Tracy. Oh, Tracy. fuck. Tracy sucks. How good would have been if it was Tracy? I mean, do what you will in editing there. Yeah. <laughs> Help me out. Tracy sucks. I'll tell you what I'll do with editing. 
Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that's uh, those are our embarrassing Thank moments. Thank you so much, Jay. Joy. <laughs> Jay. I mean, was that your most embarrassing moment? That was embarrassing. Oh, jeez, I'd be happy if that was my most embarrassing <laughs> moment. The other, the other one that came to mind was in primary school. The, the Red Nose Day, there used to be, for whatever reason, it used to be a bit of a thing. There was a dress-up thing. And then we used to put on a play or something. Have I told you this before or something? Why are you already laughing? Because I thought of something else. Go for it. I love it when Jess is laughing the most is because she's had a funny thought. <laughs> it's funny up here. I can't always get it out, but and it's she, funny up here. She, so on this day, I was the king clown, right? So me and the queen clown. <laughs> Sorry, what? Is was, this in a play? So yeah, so we're, and then there was some sort of a variety show. So we were sitting our chairs at the front of the stage. <laughs> Looking back to the stage. So I'm sitting on the, with my back to the audience. Which is how you prefer to perform now. Luckily, this is at the rehearsal. So there is no audience, but that's where it would have been. The back oh, right no. leg oh, no. was not on the oh, stage. Oh, no. that's. A... I leant back and I fell you know, a metre and a half. <laughs> <laughs> and I was so embarrassed by it, I guess. I probably wouldn't have understood what the emotion I was feeling was because it was pretty, you know, yeah. I would have been like seven or something. And I was bleeding from my oh. uh, on my chest and stomach, and and the teacher like you okay? I'm like yep, yep, I'm fine. I just didn't tell anyone about it. I was bleeding the rest of the day <laughs> under my shirt. Oh no! Yeah, because it's shock as well. Like yeah. kids get a fright and they don't know how to handle it. Oh, you You're poor bleeding. little thing. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> now I need to hear what Jess is laughing about. Though. <laughs> it's not- Better have fallen off the stage. We're all supporting each other here. It wasn't necessarily an embarrassing thing. I was just remembering, like, I was just, to... I was just remembering a big victory I had. Yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking of a funny Garfield comic I once read. Just the other day, I went over to my parents' place for dinner and I was looking through some old photos. Mum's got like a box of photos for each kid, basically. So I'm looking through my box of photos and there's. One, there's heaps of photos of like Christmas mornings and we're opening presents and stuff. And I was just, every now and then, if I found a particularly uh, funny photo or whatever, I'd hand it to my boyfriend to have a look at. I was like, have a look at this. And I handed him one and I was like, I remember having diarrhea in those pajamas. (laughs) That was my great memory of those particular PJs. (laughs) It's shitting myself. You don't embarrass. They're very cute little PJs too, but not well, after I, I was done with them. Wow. You took them to Brown Town. <laughs> you gone for that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Well, thanks for that, Jai. Thanks, Jai. Thank you for your support. Official flying hellfish of the podcast. No pressure to the next person, but theirs better be bloody good. Jacob Giron or Giron? Giron. Giron. Oh, I like that. G-I-R-O-N. We've got a few options there. One of them had to be right. Jacob Giron, uh, who's called himself Captain Captain, bracket. Oh. Mr. Tain is my father's name. <laughs> <laughs> and he's given us a fact. Ooh. I like a fact. I like a fact. And his fact is, in the small town of Dorset, Minnesota, where a new mayor is picked every two years by drawing names out of a hat, a three-year-old named Robert Tufts was elected mayor in 2015. His governing style, being nice and no poopy talk. <laughs> in 2015, a child was called Robert. <laughs> <laughs> That's Jess's takeaway. <laughs> what the fuck? Bob. So 2012, Bob, someone had a child and named it Robert. Yeah. What are you thinking? 
thinking? Just be a family name or Robert. Robert, it's a good solid name. So call name. him Bobby or something while he's little. What two Robert. Three, what about a two or three year old being the mayor? Nah, that's what, fine. What a weird country. Yeah, can't wait to go it's there. It's a great fact. That is a, that is a great Assuming fact. it's true. I do trust everyone to give us true I facts. don't trust a five-year, a three-year-old Robert. That's Robert, sure. that's, I think maybe one of the first stewards to come to Australia was Robert Stewart. And what, that was what, in the 1700s or something? That makes sense. That was a cool, trendy name. Uh, Robert, in this, the year 2019. Get out of here, Robert. I, well, Baby uh, Roberts. Big shout out to all our Robert listeners. Yeah, because they're grown-ups. That's fine. Baby Robert, get out. Dr. Roberts. Great Beatles song. Hmm. Now it's time for us to thank some Patreons. Yes. And uh, <sighs> again, you can uh, support us at patreon.com slash two gone pod. You get so many different kinds of rewards. Some of them include uh, getting bonus episodes, multiple per month. Yeah, we put out two per month and there's a whole back catalogue to check out. You get first crack at live show tickets. You get uh, exclusive access to the exclusive Facebook exclusive group. Exclusively. And you get, you know, you get to hear about the topics ahead of time. You get to vote on topics. You get all sorts of great rewards. Uh, but one of the rewards is getting shouted out on the show. Mm-hmm. And just, or shouted at on the show. If you want, uh, let us know if that's what you're after. And Jess normally gives us a little game to play. I was thinking we give them a mode of communication that they could threaten people with. <laughs> okay. So letters is taken. Okay, well, um, let's see what you've got for South Australian resident from Mm -hmm. Westlakes, Sean Bates. Pages. That's like a pager. Yeah, he pages them. Oh, beep, 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 beep. And then they have to call. It'll be quite a short thing. And in a pay. I I don't know what pages do. Me either. I'm guessing you don't. No. Do they they have a number attached to them? Yeah, I think they have like. Call this number, right? Yeah, so then you'd have to call that number and it would be a pre-recorded message being like, fuck you. Fuck you. Stop Uh. banging the school Nintendo. Yeah. (laughs) Someone's getting in the old, dusting off the old cartridge slot. I don't have to think through the logistics. I'm just naming the... Blowing all over it. Communication. Uh, That's a good bit. Uh, That's fun. Is that a pun? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Uh, I enjoyed that though. Pages. Yep. Sean Bates, the pager. Sean. Oh, the pager. Pa- the pager's a good name for a killer. The pager. Sean the pager Bates. Yeah. Or like just an English thug. What? Are they, why do they call you the pager? <laughs> Remember when we were after we went out after the show? Dave and I went. Just went home to bed. Dave and I went out drinking. That was a good choice, Jess. Ice cream. And then I forgot this, but Dave said apparently the walk home, which was like half an hour, the whole way home we were going, shut your lid, you toilet. Shut it. Shut it, you, you toilet. You walked in the door and said, oh, you toilet. <laughs> yeah. We went, told you to oh, shut okay. your lid, you toilet. <laughs> I wonder where that came from. It's very fun to say, though. Have it a is go fun to say. Have a go at home. Shut your lid, you toilet. <laughs> shut it, you shut toilet. Shut it, you toilet. Shut your fucking lid. Shut your fucking <laughs> lid, you toilet. I'm in a Guy Ritchie <laughs> film. Yeah. All right, you toilet. <laughs> It's been emotional. <laughs> Who's this Muppet? Shut it. Shut your lid, you toilet. Shut this fucking Muppet's Shut lid. Shut this fucking Muppet's Matt, lid. your face is weird. I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you, Sean the Toilet Bates. <laughs> um, sorry, the pager. Um, I'd also love to thank from, doesn't say, Ginny Stevens. Ginny Stevens. And funnily enough, Ginny communicates through the toilets, like in prison. <laughs> oh, wait, what? Yeah, I watched this this uh, 
doco where they like they somehow connect their toilets to each other and then they'll like flush messages to each other. What? Yeah. Is this... They're incredibly resourceful in prison. Wow. And uh, Ginny would know all about it. Uh, imagine thinking you're about to get a letter and then just a piece of shit disappears in your that's a, That's a message. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a good message. You just... Shut it, you toilet! <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realise that wall was so hollow. Yeah. <laughs> that was a... Uh... That was quite a sound. Sorry about that. Are uh, we safe? <laughs> structurally, that is not a banging wall. That's this a... one, very solid. Oh, that's not good. That Yeah. If you broke through either of those. You would die? Falling to your death, yes. Right. Huh. You know, we are on the top floor of the Rialto. You know that. <laughs> we like to pot in style. Uh, so, yes. <laughs> and 80s and 90s So you're style. giving Ginny. Ginny's waited a year for a shout out and you've given her... Toilet. It's yeah. incredibly resourceful. Yes, and her nickname is the Toilet Whisperer. That's pretty good. Ginny the Toilet Stevens. I reckon Ginny's going to appreciate that because I'm basically saying to her that she has patience. Okay. She has, she's resourceful as she I knows said. She knows how to deal with shit. Yeah. Both literal and metaphorical. Oh, okay. I have a lot of respect for Ginny and yeah. the Toilet Communicators. All right. Um, in case you're not into that, I'm also giving you email. Okay, Jenny. Why would you burn email? That's such a big one. Uh-oh. Now we've lost two. Thanks, Matt. Number two. <laughs> Flush it. Jenny's specialty. All right, can I thank a couple of beautiful peeps? Please. I'd like to thank, from here in Melbourne, Australia, I'd like to thank, get ready for a good name. Okay. Luigi yes. Delos Reyes. Oh, Luigi. Oh, Luigi. Oh I would like to say that Luigi uh, communicates exclusively in passive-aggressive Scrabble words. Why? Yeah. Why? Okay. So, Scrabble words is one thing, mm. but all of them are passive aggressive. Yeah. What, like magnets on the fridge? But, like, you're playing the game and he just puts down prick and you're like, is he talking about me? Is oh, that just, right. Is that just what he has? In so, he's having a lot of skip turns. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to have to change some words. Sorry, I don't have anything here. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone got a blank tile I can borrow? He's Anyone passing got... up on these seven letter words. <laughs> yeah. It's not offensive enough. Mm. Uh, but that's his mode of transport, uh, the Scrabbler. Transport. I'm the scrabbler. Pardon? That's his mode of transport. Yes, it is. He, uh, <laughs> well, I just blanked out for a second there. <laughs> Luigi Jealous Rays, the scrabbler. Oh, Thanks uh, for your support. The scrabbler's a great nickname for a bad guy. I'm the scrabbler. Hello. It's Hello. me. You've been scrabbled. <laughs> now shut it. Shut, shut it. it. If you tell anyone the scrabbler's been here, I'll fucking kill you. Now, I've got no idea what this next person sounds like, but I can only imagine... Oh, I was going to say, we can do an impression. They're from London, but it's uh, the Canadian London in oh. Ontario. But I still think they probably sound like shite, you toilet. <laughs> I would like to thank uh, Alexander Davidson. Oh, oh, Alexander Davidson. Alexander. Matt, did you have one? Yeah, I was thinking uh, uh, tablets. Concrete tablets, stone tablets. Oh, oh right. Like Moses a, style. Yeah, bringing them down from the mount. Yeah. I'll show you a mount. <laughs> so he comes down, takes him quite a while to write out a threat. But when he does, it, you know, it, it's you stay threatened. Mm. But he, if anything, like by the time he's written it out, he's probably calmed down. Yeah. And then, but so, then he notices a spelling mistake and he gets very angry. Yeah. And, and sort of just like crunches the stone tablet over your, over your head. Mm. That's a weapon. Kind of pointless do that writing the, the message first, eh? You know, flipping and flopping a piece of paper on your head. Yeah. What's that going to do? <laughs> if anything, it'd feel good. It'd feel like you're running through the uh, the ribbon at a race. Oh, I win. I win. I win. <laughs> it'd feel like that. A light fanning. Yeah. Oh, lovely. Yeah, like a, a breeze. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Can I thank some people uh, too? Nickname? Oh, I'm so sorry. Nickname. Oh, 
Ma- th- oh, nickname. Moses. It's a good nickname. Yeah, Moses, Moses is a good nickname. Like, well, yeah. There's a story there. Yeah, what's going on here? <laughs> or his parents named him Moses. That's also an option. Yeah, there's a story here. Uh, no. No, my right. name's Moses. <laughs> okay. And I'm very dull. <laughs> I would love to thank, if I may, Yes. from Lexington, NC, North Carolina. That's too simple. Yeah. It can't possibly be North Carolina. Yeah, it is. North, North Carolina. Carolina. That actually, that reminds me of a, a little fact that I learned somewhere along the line. I actually love facts. Oh, great. Um, Especially stuff I've never heard. If you can blow my mind, please do. Yeah. Uh, well, North Carolina, there's a, it's a, there's a big uni there. Um, and Michael Jordan, MJ, mm. used to play college ball. Oh, the basketball player. Yeah, yeah. the basketball. I love basketball. Not Michael B. Jordan. This is Michael oh, Jordan, right, the basketball. Okay. Yeah, he played basketball there. And it was very successful and went on to play in the NBA for the Chicago Bulls. And as good luck, he kept wearing his state shorts, which were blue, like a baby powder blue, underneath his bull shorts. Ah. And because he was wearing two pairs of shorts, he had to get bigger Chicago Bull shorts made, which meant that they were bigger, baggier shorts, which started a new fashion ah. in NBA basketball. That's why they all wear big, baggy shorts. You're kidding. That's yeah. fascinating because before they used to wear short shorts, right? They did, yeah. Well, I never knew that that's why it changed. Fascinating, yeah, isn't it? Some, there were some holdouts. John Stockton was short shorts till the day he died. Love which that. Which hasn't even happened yet. I love that. I love a man <laughs> in short shorts. He's still wearing short He's shorts. still wearing short shorts, even in the middle of winter. So that's a great fun fact from North Carolina. Um, yeah. Hopefully something that this person's never heard before. And this person is Renee Lazar. Oh, Renee Lazar. Fantastic name. I reckon Renee would know it. I think it would be probably on the... On crest. the state flag and <laughs> yeah. crest would be just a pair of shorts. So what mode of communication is Renee using? A rock through the window. Oh, oh the, with, with a note? With a note wrapped around yeah. it. Sometimes uh, they forget, they throw the rock first and then a paper airplane comes <laughs> <to> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry about that. Which is mad skills to get a paper airplane <laughs> through that rock hole in the window. Also, you trying to pull off saying mad skills is a, oh, impressive. Good it attempt. Didn't, I didn't even... Didn't even notice so I natural said it was to you. how natural it was. Mad skills is not even a... That's, a young that's not even lingo thing. stuff. That's a young no. person thing. That's an old person thinking it's a young person. Oh, uh, no. Yeah, you just were old then, Jess. I'm so sorry. I rolled. It's happening. No, we're old. <laughs> 30 is... It's looking comfortable on you, to be honest. Yeah, I can't fucking wait. 50 is going to be good for me, I reckon. I'm going to get hot at 40. Anyway, thank you to Renee, the thank you. rock... Oh, The Rock's a great nickname. Yeah. Yeah. And finally, from Melbourne, Victoria, I would love to thank AJ Crocker Cloet. Cloet? Cloe. Holy shit. AJCK. Such a good name. An incredible name. What about skywriting? Ooh, oh, yeah. That's a good one. I love a sky. I was in uh, Los Angeles a couple of weeks ago. Okay. Yes. Uh, this story has nothing to do with that, but um, <laughs> <laughs> we're in... Um, LA, and we see maybe five or... You know how you see sky riding? It's usually pretty shit, to be honest. Yeah. Five or six planes in tandem, all shooting, spelling out letters. Like kind of wow. when like when you used to get... Like, you hold like five biros in your hand, five pens in your hand, and, you know, write out a thing. That's what it looks like. And wow. it says, we love our fans. And then we're like, who's it going to be? Who's it going to be? Love, JB. Who do you think? We're all thinking, Justin Bieber. It's got to be Justin Bieber. And then like some, we hear some girl say, it's the Jonas Brothers, the Jonas Brothers. I reckon it's JB Smooth. Yeah. <laughs> it's JB Hi-Fi. Uh, Whoa. I think you were all correct. Mm. 
So yeah. that didn't it just ended with JB? Yeah, JB. Then I laid, they were performing at the Hollywood Bowl that night. Oh. So I think it was the Jonas so Brothers. So they were my rich la- Jonas Brothers fans. <laughs> no, I think no, it was we love our fans. It was the Jonas oh. Brothers f- thanking their fans with these five <laughs> airplanes. I thought it was signed from their fans. All oh, right. We love, we love our fans. We love JB. JB our fans. <laughs> That's not what he said though. Why? Well, I mean, Hence it's confusing. Even that didn't make sense. But I was only obviously listening to some of the words you said. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. But as soon as you said LA, my brain was just going California. Was listening to that California. song as we landed. Of course. Here we go. But AJ Crocker Chloe, the songwriter. Oh, yeah. songwriter. These are this is great. That sounds that sounds like a mobster name. I think we could we make these some sort of a suicide squad. Put them together. What are we? Some sort of a suicide squad? I think is. I'm pretty sure that was a line in the movie. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> 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 anyway, thank you so much for all those supporters. And a new thing we're doing because our Patreon started just over three years ago. Now people who are in the uh, Patreon for the three plus years in one of these shout out uh, levels, which is the five bucket plus. Once they you give make us three five years, buckets a month. Yeah, five buckets. And once you make it to three years, you get inducted into the Triptych Club or the Triptych Club, if you want to say it properly, which we don't. We nope. like saying Triptych. Is that actually right? I think so. Well, maybe both are acceptable or neither. That's <laughs> 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 probably it's Triptych. <laughs> Welcome to the Triptych. Triptych. Uh, and Dave's going to make a page on our website with all these names on it sometime soon, no gonna doubt. going to hack the mainframe. He's just going to hack a mainframe. Can't be that hard. So I'd love to welcome into the Triptych Club, Joe Boyd, David Berry, Kat McCauley, and Chloe Cronogue. Hell yeah. Some legendary names right there. Legendary names, one and all. Frequent supporters of the show. So good. Appreciate you. Thank you so much, Joe, David, Kat, and Chloe, you motherfucker. Fucking legend. <laughs> You're all beautiful. So beautiful. It hurts how beautiful. You're a little too beautiful, in my opinion. Yeah, so tone it down a notch. Wow. Wow. Put it away. Wow. Uh, but yeah, thanks to everyone that supports the show. And you can do that by going to Patreon, as Matt said, or you can just uh, tweet about the show, post about it online, tell a friend, download an app on your uncle's phone, make him listen to it. All that, people t- tell us they do that. And we get new listeners from it. That's real nice. I love hearing about that when our friends get into it and then they listen to it together and then they get excited when they come to a show together and all that stuff. So nice. It's really nice. Yeah, we love when people come and say, uh, I'm here with my friend uh, Tristan. He's the one who got me into the show. It's like, yeah, you legend. Yeah, and then I'm just like, what's it like to have a friend? Yeah, let me in. So nice to be near those people. It must yeah. be so cool. Yeah, they're so obvious in their friendship. Yeah. <sighs> I guess that brings us to the end of this week's episode, Dave. No, we don't want it to end, but sadly and it Jeff, has to. My two chums, sadly. my chum hums, if oh, you will. I want to be the hum. The collective of chum is chum hum. Chum hum. Well, we are chum, chum hums here. And you can uh, get in contact with us at dogoonpod.com where there's links to our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube pages. Mm, big time. Check them out. There's videos on the YouTube page these days, which we are... Uh, you know, the tour diary from our UK show from last year. You can see our faces if you want. Yeah. yeah. We're going to probably take the camera with us again this year because people seem to like the tour video from last year's Let's tour. even see if we can get it out in under a year. Yeah. The could. next video. Yeah. I mean, that was partly on us, partly on us as well. <laughs> it was all on us. 
But next year, it'll only take 10 months. Yeah. <laughs> we'll set a new record. Pretty good. Uh, but thanks for listening to the show. We'll be back next week with another episode. But until then, thank you so much. And I will say goodbye. Later. Bye. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.